Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to you, Father. Honor, praise, glory, majesty, power, and adoration be ascribed unto you, Lamb of God. Oh, what a day. What a day. What a day. What a day of your intention. What a day of your counsel. Father, we thank you. Glory and honor be ascribed unto you, Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. King of glory, you are worthy of praise. We come before you once again on this holy hill, on this mountain. In the directions of your spirit, in the leading of your spirit. Once again, we are here. I am here to bring your mind across to your people, to speak your desired counsel so we can better have a clarity of where you are in our lives and how we can agree with you as you move us to the next place you've ordained for us. We celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate this day. We celebrate your love in our life, your mercy and goodness today, the 29th of the month of December. Just about a few more days to go to enter a new, a new year, 2023. And we are anticipating great things. Great things that you have in stock for us. Because indeed you said you've opened a door before us. And we want to understand. We want to enter into this door that you have opened before us. We want to step into this life, into this light. We want to understand your counsel and intentions for our life, for our family, for our homes, for our ministry, for your church, the body of Christ, for our city, for our nation. We want to be aligned. We want to be clear in terms of our matching order. And this is why we have come once again to begin to understand what you are saying and the things that you said to us before that we have forgotten or we have misinterpreted. We want to come to the point and the place where we can realign. Yes, we want our GPS to be reset. We want to recalculate. We want to locate where we have missed it. Your word said we must search for the Asian part. We must ask for the Asian part and walk in it. He said, there we will find rest for our soul. So we thank you, Father, that in this day where you are demanding that we are adjusted, that we become built up, equipped, empowered, that we become upgraded, updated, to the new softwares of your spirit, to the new emphasis of your spirit, to the new directions and directives of your spirit. 
Lord, we want to yield ourselves fully. We want to be formed and be fashioned as instrument that you will use in this season to bring forth your intentions and counsel so that your the knowledge of your glory once again can cover the earth as the water covers the sea. This is our prayer this, this day, oh God. So Father, we have come to the place once again of redressing. We want to be redressed. We want to be undressed so that we can indeed be clothed with the understanding we can be clothed with the knowledge we can be clothed with the wisdom we can be clothed with the spirit of counsel and of course power and the fear of God that will allow us to be fully ready for this glorious day so we thank you once again Father help us Father help us help me to be clear to have the soberness of mind not to be derailed not to be distracted not to be adjusted by the enemy but to remain on the straight and the narrow path help me father as i impress your heart and your mind to the body that we will corporately continue to advance each and every one of us as we go through the valley of Baca, the path, the route you have chosen for us in our purpose to get to the place of your ultimate intentions and counsel for our life called Zion. Help us to all go through it and not shun or try to shunt the path or try to find easy route. We want to follow the route that you have ordained for us. You said there's a need that you go through Samaria because you will collide with somebody who needed to find herself in you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, may your kingdom come. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Glory to the Lord. Amen and amen. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Priscilla. I see you. Thank you for joining. Yes, uh, this is an... An, an awkward uh, time of broadcast uh, uh, this morning. Well, uh, it's just been a time of, if you will, I don't want to say information overload, but there's been a kind of an, an, an import, a downpour of God's heart in terms of the emphasis that we are looking at in this season. In fact, I am so grateful to God, and that is the truth. I am very, very grateful to God because. Uh, uh, um, if you ask me, you know, two months or even last month that we will be talking about these things that I'll be able to write the kind of things that the Spirit of God has laid into my heart, I will tell you that is a lie because I was totally, you know, on a different, you know, level. And now, okay, the, somehow in the grace of God, the mercy of God has brought me and brought this, you know, emphasis this is a now word. This is a moment word. This is, you know, a word that will give us, if you will, direction and insight to us. Amen. The next uh, uh, position of God's counsel for our life. And one of the things that we have been trying to understand in this season, amen, is to, is to flow in the direction of God's instructions for our life. Okay. There are so many things that have gone wrong 
amen, in the church, in the body of Christ. And of course, in, in, in our lives as individuals, as families, amen, as fellowship members. So many things have gone wrong and it's like everybody is just scattered out there. There's a, there's a sense of, you know, division out there. There's a sense of craziness and no, no coordination. So what I hear the Lord saying, amen, through this message and through this emphasis is bring the people back to the place of clarity, bring them back to the place of vision, bring them back to the place of my intention, bring the people back to the place of my desired intentions for their life, bring them to the place where they can see my dream, my vision and my counsel, not just for their life, but for my body and for the nations because indeed God has a vision he has a plan he has a purpose amen for the nations amen and therefore in this period in time we want to use it to begin to realign ourselves back to amen God's counsel God's plan God's purpose and God's intention and that's why I have tagged amen this uh, a series of teachings that we're going to be doing amen living amen their divine intention living through divine intention. I think that is very, very important. We must live our life, amen, in the tightness, amen, of the intent of God for our life. Whatever we seek to know or we seek to do must be streamlined, amen, in the direction and in the instruction of God's dream and vision for our life. So we want to find out, we want to discover, we want to know, amen, what is God's plan for us? Because indeed God says, amen, the plans that I have for you, the purposes I have for you, they are good, amen. They are not evil to bring you, amen, to a place called the expected end. So we can see that God, amen, is not dilly-dallying about this thing. God is not confused, amen, about his counsel, about his intention for his church, amen, for, you know, for our, for our lives, for his nation, amen, and of course for creation. Amen. Everything about God, amen, are designed with clear objective, with clear instructions and directive, amen. And that's why everything about the things of the Spirit are linked, amen, with timing. That is our, amen, our strategic, the God that we serve is, amen. Everything about, amen, is, 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 is plans, amen, are dealt with in seasons, and that's why we speak so much, amen, about seasons. We speak so much about time, the times of God. The Bible says, amen, we should align ourselves so that, amen, the times of refreshing can come from the very presence or throne of God. So we are going to be speaking. There's so much, amen, that we need to talk about, we need to deal with. And of course, today is just basically an introduction. I'm just in fact, introducing you to some, you know, nuggets here and there to some point, maybe just to kind of whet your appetite, all right, about what we are going to be dealing with, because I believe this is a game changer. This message is going to be a game changer for a lot of, a lot of people, particularly if you are really serious, amen, in finding out, amen, about your life, about your intentions, about God's plan for you, about why you're here, amen, about the root God has called you, amen, to follow, to take, amen, to, to, to fulfill his intention because every one of us, amen, are, are creatures of intention, amen, every one of us are creatures of divine intention, every human being, amen, and that's why the people fighting 
you know, to, to, you know, to stop the issues of abortion, amen, are very right, amen. I am pro-life, amen. I believe that no matter how a seed comes into this world, amen, if a man and a woman, amen, come together and they give birth to a child, amen, that child, amen, is not just you know, another human being just to live and breathe. That child comes with a mandate. Everything that comes from God, the Bible says all good and perfect gift, amen, comes from the father of light. It means that there is a divine, amen, direction and instruction that God, amen, expects that child or that human being, amen, to bring forth in the counsel of his light from, from the father of light, amen. Wherever we talk about light, we're talking about direction, we're talking about clarity, we're talking about fulfillment, we're talking about energy, we're talking about bringing forth, amen. So every, every human being, irregardless of how you're born, irregardless of where you're born, amen, irregardless of your sex, back in the day, Amen. You know, uh, 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 the, 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 the tradition is, you know, people want the male child. Okay. If you have the male child, it's like, then there is something in the future. Amen. For the family. And no, no but it doesn't work like that. Amen. It made them male and female. So the point is we have to understand the overall counsels of God. Amen. For our life, for creation, everything that God creates. Amen. Are tagged with divine purpose, divine mandate, divine assignment. Amen. The least thing that we look at that we think are inconsequential, amen, carries a divine purpose. The things that we kill, the, the, the insects and the animals that we, we kill, amen, they play a role. By the time you begin to understand, amen, what those things are designed for, created for, you will know that, wait a minute, uh, when, whenever you want to kill them, you think twice again. Because everything about, you know, God, amen, are divinely, you know, designed and and everything are interwoven in terms of existence. That's why you can't talk, talk about life and creation without talking about, you know, uh, the, the, the ecosystems of the spirit, the ecosystem of life. Everything depends on something, amen, to live, amen, to produce as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. So I'm basically just speaking, amen, I've not even touched anything on my notes yet. I'm just telling you that you, first of all, need to begin to understand that, amen, your life is tagged with, amen, uh, 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 with, with the vision, amen. And like I've been saying, for those people that have been following me, you will notice that I've been using some words, amen, and they're very deliberate, amen. You can't talk about purpose, amen, without understanding the context of vision. Alright, I'm going to be talking about something that I call the threefold cord that cannot be broken. Amen. The Bible says, in fact, that's one of the scriptures that we're going to be looking looking at. Amen. The Bible says a threefold cord is not easily broken. Alright. And I believe that those cords, amen, are vision, you know, purpose, and focus. And we will seek to elaborate more on this, amen, and look at how these three work together. Okay. In bringing forth God's intentions for our life because indeed we can have all this information and still perish and still be destroyed and still be you know lang you know languishing in in ignorance amen and in darkness which of course is the is a plan of the enemy amen the plan of the enemy is to keep us in in a dark state in a dark room to keep us confused 
to keep us in our, uh, 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 you know, disillusion, you know, to keep us in a state where we don't even know who we are, what we have been sent for, amen, to keep us as slaves, to keep us in, 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 in prison, amen. Many people are in, in all forms, of all kinds of, you know, imprisonments, amen. Some are in prison within themselves. Some are in prison, amen, by, you know, the, 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 the environment, amen, that they live in. Some are in prison, you know, by, you know, by the state. Some are in prison, amen, by ideologies, some are in prison, amen, by the, the philosophy they have come to imbibe. Some, some are in prison, amen, by fear. So we, 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 we want to understand who we are and what the Lord, amen, has ordained and designed for our life so we can be free. No one walks into God's intentions and plan for their life, amen, without them first discovering, amen, yes, the grace of God, the, the, the intentions of God. Because to say to discover yourself, you have to be able to discover that self within certain contexts, all right? We live in a, when we live in a world today where people are saying you need to discover yourself, you need to discover your inner power you need to discover your inner energy and all kinds of ideas and beliefs amen have been pushed and promoted in the name of people trying to discover themselves but you cannot discover yourself within yourself you have to discover yourself within the context of your creator so there's no way you can talk about self without amen first factoring amen the one who created you who sent you to this world amen and this is the reason why we need to look at vision because vision help us to understand who we are. Vision help us to model, amen, our sense of identity, our sense of, you know, uh, 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 you know, personality. Yes, vision will shape. I don't want to go into all of that now, but I'm just, like I said, giving you an introduction. Vision shape the kind of person that you are, amen. Some people have certain temperament. It's because of what they have been assigned. You know, my temperament is different from other people's temperament. Amen. My temperament is part of amen, the call of God, the counsels of God, the grace of God, and the assignment of God for my life. Amen. The way I talk, the way I see things, the way I interact, the way I engage life and people, amen, is totally different from others. Amen. What I will make a fuss over, some people were like, just leave it. But I can't leave it because, amen, of how I've been designed. You see, what somebody will ignore, I want to look at it again and again and again and again. Amen. And what people will, you know, spend, you know, their time and their life over, I look at it and I'm gone. Because those things does not speak, amen, to the intentions of, of God's purpose and counsel, amen, for the plan or the vision that he has given to me. So who we are, amen, are, are shaped. Somebody say, well, you need to find yourself. You need to discover yourself. You cannot find or discover yourself outside of what you have been tailor-made for. You see, and I've said all this to say that every one of us, amen, are important to him who created us. We don't belong to ourselves. We don't live for ourselves. We don't die to ourselves. Amen. We live for a reason. And people who have not discovered who they are, who have not discovered, amen, the essence and the purpose of their life, amen, are susceptible, amen, to foreign ideologies. They are susceptible, amen, to foreign belief system. They are susceptible, amen, to the lie of the enemy. Because if you don't know who you are, then you really do not have a sense of what. You really do not have a sense of value. You really do not have a sense of you know purpose all right so it's easy for somebody amen to to define you it's easy for the environment to define you it's easy amen for you know uh, people it's easy for you know 
politics and politicians, amen, to define you. It's easy, amen, for resource, money, or the lack of it to, to, you know, to define you. It's easy for, you know, family, amen. That's why parents are very, they are very powerful and dangerous. Parents can define, amen, how, you know, a child will grow up and see his or herself, amen, either from the, the from the perspective of God's vision for that child or from their view, if you understand. And that's why one of the most important things that I believe we're going to be looking into as we deal with this concept, amen, is to be able to raise the, 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 the values of godly men and women because they play a major role, a major role in shaping the ideas and the ideals, amen, of our life. Who I am today, you like it or not, amen, is determined by the kind of foundation that I, amen, I have received from my parents. Even if it's just one day, amen, or two weeks, or a month, or a year they spent in my life, amen, the fact that I came from somebody, some, you know, uh, 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 from a womb, amen, that is uh, the period spent in the womb, amen, already lays certain foundation within the value system, amen, of a human being. And that's why, amen, you notice in the book of Revelation, the Bible says, amen, the dragon was after the woman, amen, as, as he was after the woman in the garden, amen. Yes, he was still after the woman, amen, in the end of the age, in the, in the last battle. So you begin to understand why the enemy really hates women. You understand? And I'm saying all of this in the context, amen, of coming to understand who we are. Why we are here, God's intentions for our life. Every every vision, amen, has a unique enemy. Every vision, amen, has amen, a unique enemy. And we need to understand our life within the context of our assignment. So we are going to be looking at so many areas and so many things. I'm hoping that will bring clarity, I will bring direction, that will bring perspective, amen, that will bring illumination. You know, to our heart, and we have to be open. All right, we have to be open. There are a lot of people who have come to you know talk about issues of plans and purpose, and you know all of that. I've read so many books. I still have a lot of books, amen, that I've read, amen. But one that I know that is very, very prominent, particularly in the body of Christ, and many of the books written by Miles Moreau, and there are powerful things that Miles Moreau, all right, has, has written about in terms of us discovering our purpose and all of that. But you see, as we grow in the Lord and as we grow in what is called, what is called the prophetic vision, the, the intentions of God for, for our life, you begin to understand that some of the things that we have imbibed and we have accepted, amen, as God's plan for our life are indeed, amen, part of his plan, but not the, not the ultimate plan. And this is the point that I, I, I'm so excited about when we begin to try to understand, amen, you know, the, the, the vision, the difference between vision and purpose, amen, and how vision defines purpose. 
all right it's important because like i like, like i shared in a few notes yesterday many people have come to the point where all right they are good at certain things they have certain grace they have certain gift amen they have certain ability and because of the teachings that they have heard that because you are good in this thing that may just be what you are sent for or what you are sent to carry out or what no no it doesn't work that way i realize that amen god uses the best god uses the best you know we have this ideology of mediocrity in the body of christ that well if it's if it's very good if it's if it's exceptionally good then we should use it out there in the marketplace in the world amen we should we should go and display you know something so that we can be known and we can be popular and we can have money and resource and you know it gives us a leverage we understand amen purpose to that level but we also do not understand that when amen god place certain capacity or, or, or grace or skill in our life amen it is basically to enhance the vision that he has given to us you see now i'm ahead of myself which i don't want to be all right but i'm just basically giving you all this introduction i still have a note of about you know 12 pages on this on this i'm telling you and i'm so so excited because it's like suddenly god opened my eye by by the way you know i've written a, a book in fact i think a, one or two on this subject redefining purpose and everything that i'm talking about i'm teaching right now is not from those materials in fact i've not even opened those materials amen uh to say so, okay let me add some things no no i've not even touched them i wanted to but i've not even touched them these are all fresh truth and revelation the spirit of the law i've been downloading in my spirit and like i told you i'm so excited about it because this is a game changer and i believe one of the reasons why god is bringing this truth across to us is because we're stepping into a frontier that will require that we have more than just skill we're stepping into a frontier that will require that we have more than just you know a, a, an aptitude to teach and to and to and to do certain things because we live in a world where guess what ai is about to replace human beings i mean i was sharing yesterday with pastor ed edgar some of you know him and about some software, all right, that, you know, that uh, people have created out there, you know, of course, AI, that can basically give you, you know, a, a, an answer to anything. You, you can chat with this thing, you can ask this thing, anything, and he gives you, you know, an answer. We have AIs that can do almost anything you can think about. AI that will replace people in the accounting world, that will replace, you know, even doctors, because we now have a, a robots that can perform surgery, you know, we, we, all kinds of, tell me, people are afraid that one of these days, all right, these things are going to replace them, you're going to lose your job, oh, oh yes, many of us, many people out there are going to lose their job, but you see, the job that God gives to you cannot be replaced by AI, that's the point. You see, the things that God has invested and implanted in your spirit, amen, cannot be replaced by any machine, by any in artificial intelligence. And this is the reason why, amen, you and I must go beyond the average and just being uh, in a state of, you know, occupation. It's time to occupy our space. All right? All right, uh, you 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 can you you can be. They say, what's your occupation? What are you doing? Yes, you're doing something, but you're not occupying that space because at the end of the day, you are just basically giving a service. You're giving a service, all right, and you're paid for it. And guess what? Tomorrow, somebody can decide. Well, I don't like you again. Be gone. 
because there's somebody better than you and today it's not just about somebody today is a machine that is going to be better than you and the more the machine learns about you and learn about what you're doing the more the machine learn amen and i'll do you are you getting the point but guess what? <laughs> Occupation to God is not you just doing something. It's you finding your, 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 your DNA, your assignment, your purpose. Amen. Your, 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 why you have been wired and shaped. Why certain, you know, capacity and competence. Amen. Are given to you. And all of that is tagged to something God wants you. Amen. To carry out in the earth on his behalf. It's not something to make you popular. It's not something to make you rich. It's not something to give you success. It's something to, hallelujah, give you fulfillment. Because when you understand the purposes of God and you start fulfilling it, amen, one of the first things that you're going to be, you know, sensing as a feedback is peace, fulfillment. You can be in prison while fulfilling your purpose, but you are the most peaceful person. Hallelujah. You can be, you can be somewhere, amen, that, 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 you know, people will look at it and say, no, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be here, but you are, you are at home there. Why? Because that thing that you are doing, you see, it's not just about doing something. And this is something I'm going to be debunking, amen, in this period, in this time of teaching. It's not about doing something. There's a point where the Bible says, amen, you know, do whatever your hand finds to do. Yes. We've got to teach things in, in context. Hallelujah. We can't teach out of context. Amen. Whatever your hand finds to do. Meaning that if you are in a situation, amen, where things are, are, you know, are not in order. They are not arranged. And you are there. You are sitting and you are watching. If you can get up and fix the thing, do it. But the fact that you're doing something does not mean that that's your purpose. It just means that you're putting what is wrong right. And that we do by developing, you know, you know, if you will, uh, 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 values, capacity, and 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 uh, the word is not capacity, you, you character, you know, when when the plate is 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 piled up, you understand, at the you know the dish, at, you know, at, at the uh, what, at the zinc, all right. If you can wash it, go wash it, all right. You know, don't wait for okay, it's not it's not me to wash, it's not my turn. No, if you can wash it, go wash it. That is part of building, you know competence capacity and and character in you that is totally different from what god has assigned you to do all right you you find certain people because of what they define to be purpose they say well well no because of the kind of purpose because of the person who i am i can't i can't i can't find myself i can't you know stoop myself so low and start you know sweeping the ground you know and start washing the no i i no i can't no you see those people do do not understand Amen. They don't understand, amen, the, 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 the concept, the, the, the principle, the process, hallelujah, of, of humanity shaped by God to carry out, amen, a mission that is divine. Divine purpose does not separate you, amen, from the day-to-day -day domestic issues of life. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it. That doing may not bring you money, may not bring you accolade, may not even bring you respect, but do it. If you can assist somebody in a day where, all right, uh, uh, you you see young, 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 young teenagers, all right, walking past, you know, somebody carrying a heavy load, and they walk past that person. In fact, they don't just walk past; they laugh at that person. Or you're on, you're on a train, all right, and you 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 seen a you know an aged woman or a man standing, all right, and you're sitting. You're supposed to get up for that person, you know, and allow that person, amen, to to 
sit there. No, you see, they'll look at that person and it's like they laugh over. And these are people who want to become somebody great in life. So we need to differentiate, amen, how to deal with day-to-day life, growing up, amen, and being built up. You know, sometimes the Lord allows to go through whatever your hand can find to do, to do, to prepare you to do the very essence, the very purpose of your existence. I've shared this before, how, you know, I, 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 I began to work in ministry. I used to, you know, stack the chair after service in the church. I used to be one of those, you know, boys that stack chairs, you know, because it's a very big church. So you have, you know, hundreds of plastic chairs. So what I do is after service, everybody's gone home. Hallelujah. Praise God. I am one of those guys that goes and stack the chair and I can carry 12 you know, 12, about 14 stack of chairs in my back because we have to do it quick and fast. So I carry them in my back like this, all right? Uh, if you, if you, if you, if you, maybe one of these days, that I still have a mark in my back here, all right, that I was injured carrying. Yes, but that's how I, I, I carry chair and I stack them on the wall because, you know, sometimes they use the hall for a wedding or for something. So you want to keep the place neat after service. That was how, amen, I began ministry. That's how I walk in the, in the ministry. And one day, you know, the pastor, you know, I don't know what he came to do. He, he was supposed to travel. I've shared this before. He was supposed to travel to London, I think, the next day. And he came back, all right, to, to the church. I think he forgot something. And he saw me, all right. In fact, that day I was the only one because everybody had gone. So a lot of chair for me to stack. So I was doing it. And, and he turned and he called me by my name. Now, that is very strange because from, you know, the kind of church I came out from, the pastor, you don't even you don't even know that the pastor knows you. You are not even allowed to come close to them. All right. You know, they are up there. You are down here. That, that was, you know, my 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 foundation of the charismatic. So you, you kind of reverence them in a way that, you know, yes. So if your pastor, you know, even like wave at you, wow, you, 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 you are full of joy. Now for this man to call me by my name, he called me by my native name, Bimbo. He said, Bimbo, come here. And I went to him and he said, wow, I, I like what you're doing. He says, would you like to work for me? You know, I was, I was dazed. I was dazzled. I was, it's like, I went blank. And then I came back to life and I, I couldn't just imagine that he's asking me if I want to work for him. Because to me, that's the ultimate. And I'm not going to go too much into all of this, but I'm just telling you something. You see, it's in you doing something, something that may look menial, something that may look, you know, undignified, something that may look, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, your hands are stained. You have to clean the poopoo. You have to sweep the toilet. And back in, the, in fact, I wasn't not just cleaning, you know, packing chairs. We we're also cleaning the toilets. And I was promoted <laughs> because to me it was a promotion. I was promoted. All right, to start, you know, uh, uh, resuming in the office. And when I resume in the office, of course, everybody knows me. I'm nobody. I'm just a nobody. I'm just a nobody. You know, I had to stick around in the church so that, you know, somebody can maybe, you know, buy food for me and help me and all of that. So even when the service is, is, is ended, I don't go home because home is very far. And he said to me, you, you just resumed at the office. So he, he went to, you know, you know, United, United Kingdom. And then I was just the errand boy in the office. 
Everybody send me, go buy me this, go buy me, you know, Coke, go buy me, you know, uh, uh, peanuts, go buy me. I was just, and I, I enjoyed it because now I've been upgraded. Now I'm, I'm, I'm at the office, you know, I'm just, maybe somebody needed to hear this because sometimes the route and the road, and I'm going to be sharing on that. You see, I'm, I'm passing a lot of things, but we're going to sit down and do a proper, you know, in fact, what I want to do is put this on a, you know, on a PowerPoint so that I can help you to, you know, see the progress. Because some people don't understand that the things of God, the fact that God called you or God has given you a purpose does not mean that suddenly uh, that purpose becomes materialized. There are processes. There are roots. There are channels. There are ways, amen, that you are going to follow Amen. And the child grew. Yes. We're going to be talking about that. And the child grew. The, the, the child growing is the vision of God growing. All right. Uh, 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 when I was doing this, uh, 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 some of the writings in this, in the, uh, regarding this topic, the Lord said to me, as you grow in life, so does your purpose. So does the vision. Amen. My vision for your life grows. And as you grow, amen, so does the purpose. You see, the purpose is the channel, is the leeway, if you will, that allow the vision, amen, to become manifest, to gain expression. So your vision and your purpose walk hand in hand. That's why I said the threefold cord, amen, are not easily broken. You cannot talk about vision without talking about purpose. You can't talk about purpose without talking about focus. These three, amen, are important. You see, this message will help anyone who are seeking to discover, recover, amen, their purpose, their essence. Life is not about finding money first. No. You see, they tell you, you want to succeed in life, all right, do something to find money. No, no, no. You know, do something. Doing something in their mind is so that you can have money. No. Money is the least thing that you need. Alright? Money is as a result of what you have discovered and you have begun to fulfill. You see, what I'm doing today, amen, even if nobody earlier decides to say, we're not going to support you again. People supporting me say, we're not going to give you money, we're not going to support you again. Guess what? Because, amen, I am carrying out this work, this assignment, amen, by default, the resource to fund it and to make it work, amen, is within the vision. And that thing will attract the people who have the resource and say, we want this man to continue to proclaim this thing because, amen, this thing is changing our life, it's transforming our life so resource will always flow in the direction amen of a vision that is moving in the line with divine purpose hallelujah and so I was busy at the office helping I'm doing all of the things that I'm doing. I was an errand boy. I all over the place. And like I said, I was happy doing it. And I think about a week or two weeks later, the man of God came back. He returned back home. And he resumed at his office. And uh, he was looking for me. <laughs> he said, where, where is Bimbo? Because that's my, you know, uh, uh, Traditional name. Where is Bimbo? Bimbo means a Bimbola, one born in wealth. That's a that's a name, amen, that my parents gave to me. Born in wealth. 
Is that is ironic? Is ironic that you have such a name, but you have so much challenges around in terms of you know finance. All right, but that's a different thing now. Now, so he was looking for me, and he was like, "Where is this boy?" And then somebody told him, "Well, he was sent on an errand." So I came back. They said, "You know, pastor is looking for you." There's a name they call him. So I thought, now I'm in trouble. What have I done? I've tried to do everything everybody wants me to do. So what, what is it? What have I done wrong now? Because they say he's look. The man is looking for you. And this, I mean, this man is not a man of many words. But when he speak, you better start shaking. <laughs> so I quickly ran. I went upstairs. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> to him, I said, "Sir, welcome, sir. I, I was told that you're looking for me." He said, "Yes, I'm looking for you." He said, where have you been? He said, I said, well, I went and somebody sent me on an errand. He said, okay, from today on, you're not working for anybody. You answer to me and me alone. I'm like, okay, sir. And then he, by himself, he went to one of his, one, one of the, one of the uh, offices. He got a chair. He told me, take that table. And he placed that chair and that table. Listen to these friends. In front of by the side of his door, he said, that's your seat, that's your office. Friend, this time around, I'm, I'm shaking. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to make of what is going on. But you see, this was God setting me up. This was God preparing me. I mean, as I'm sharing this, it's like yesterday. Because this is somebody that people who have, you know, who are lawyers, who are, who are, who are professional, who are far better than me, covet to be that close to him. So who am I? But I'm saying it's because of, you see, the vision, the plans of God for my life. You see, it was the plan of God in the life of, of, the, of, of Moses, amen, that planted him in the midst, hallelujah, of the palace of Pharaoh. I mean, the very enemy of, of the people of God, God planted Moses. You talk about your vision leading you to a place you don't want to go. You talk about, you see, people come, I mean, if you were Moses, <laughs> if you were Moses, all right, you know your people have been killed. You know the persecution your people are going through. You know how your people, are, you know, have been molested and all kinds of things are happening to them. And then you find yourself in a palace of the same, you know, tyr you know tyranny. And you, 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 you grew up there. You were wealthy. You are rich. You went to the best of... I mean, you will forget vision. What is vision? This is vision. The idea of self-entitlement. You know, the idea of me, myself, and I, I just want to break through. If that was the mindset of Moses, Moses, amen, would not have one day said, well, today... I, I disengage myself from this place. I'm no longer, I don't want to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I mean, what an audacity. You that everybody, they want to kill your entire family and you now finally got up, you know, you know the, the room to be secure, to, to survive and to be wealthy, to be rich, to be somebody and now you're rejecting that. Something, is, something must be wrong with you, Moses. No, no. Nothing was wrong with Moses. It was the vision of God. It was the seed of God implanted in him. Hallelujah. Yes. Leading him to make decisions that, that seemed to be working against his comfort. 
You see, vision is not about you coming to the place of comfort. It's about you, amen, being guided to fulfill God's dream. God has a dream for you and I. God has a plan for you and I. And that dream and plan, hallelujah, yes, will lead us in the path and in the route that we must take. So, I became a, I became a personal assistant to this man of God, to this very great man of God. This, people, this man that everybody wants to be around. He's known all over. But God ordained that, that amen, he becomes part of the roots that will shape my life, that will model me, that will put certain drive in me. Because, I mean, my desire for books today, all right, yes, if, if, I wish, I mean, I'm not using, a, 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 you know, a, a camera that can be panned. I'm speaking from my computer. So I wish I can pan my camera. You see, I've got, I mean, those of you who came to my place, you can see I've got books here, books here. I've got books. I've, I've got books everywhere. When I'm, when I came from Nigeria or, yes, I pay, you know, excess luggage on books and tapes. You see. Back in the days, it's tapes. So I brought my tapes, my CDs, and books. Because I know that as long as I have that, any other thing, I can reduplicate. But I took that, I learned that from him. He's got a, he's got a whole library, you know. When, 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 it, when, when it's time for me to clean, you know, I just go in that library. I mean, I'm talking about books, Kenny Hagen, Jerry's, all these charismatic guys, all their books, Bibles, different kind of versions. Sometimes I just sit there while I'm clean, I just sit on the floor and I'm perusing, I'm reading, I'm checking, I'm all of that. He made me love, amen, information. He gave me the drive for, for, for information. And that's some of the things that we're going to be looking at later on. Let me see if I can quickly do something here. Alright? Because I really, I must bring you to certain understanding that will help you, amen, to, to, to begin to appreciate what the Spirit of God, amen, is doing in this season. Alright? I, I want us to be able to re-look into how God, amen, impregnate us with his dream of vision, amen, and how it takes us through different routes that will build, that will impregnate, that will shape, that will, amen, empower, that will, if you will, develop that thing he has placed in us. And friends, all of the things that I'm saying, please note, they are within the context, amen, of the emerging reality of the kingdom of God. And this is why I started by saying, all right, that engaging the spirit of reawakening. Maybe you didn't see this. Let me read it again. We want to engage. Remember, we've been dealing with, amen, the spirit of awakening. Yes, God is awakening us to all, all kinds of, amen, truth, all kinds of, you know, uh, 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 grace, all kinds of dimensions, amen, within the concept of the spirit of Christ. We, this is, this, these are days of awakening and reawakening. And the reason for that is for us to recapture, is for us to relocate, is for us to realign ourselves, is for us, amen, to be to be rebuilt, if you will, to be upgraded, amen, and to be, if you will, reinvented within God's eternal ancient counsel for us so we can fulfill God's purpose for our life, amen, in no time. If Jesus did not fully understand 
the purpose of God for his life, amen, and the route he must take, he would not have finished his call, amen, in three and a half years. Many, many people today are still in the first day of God's purpose for their life and they have spent the, 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 the last 20, 30 years. And this is why I'm saying that if we don't understand the difference between purpose and vision, when you get to the point and the place where, all right, the vision is allowing certain manifestation within the context of purpose because vision gives direction. Vision gives direction. Vision gives, amen, meaning. Vision gives objective. Earlier. Direction, objective, meaning are all captured, amen, in what we define to be purpose. So many of the things that we're calling our purpose, amen, are part of the in roots, are part of the channel, are part of the direction, amen, that God is taking to his final destination. Purpose leads you to a final destination, but we can be deceived that somebody built, amen, yes, uh, 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 um, you know, a mansion, or you build, you know, you create something, you invent something, all right, that may not be, amen, the ultimate vision, but that may be part of the route leading you to, you see, now, the people who created the iPad, they created it, amen, yes, as a, as, you know, as, as a device for utility to be used, the creation of iPad and admiring it is not the arrival. Oh, come on. Are you getting this? I'm coming back. I need, I, need, I, need, I need to give you the explanation because it's important. All right. Now, I've got this iPad. You know, what do you call them now? Apple. Apple designed this iPad. All right. They designed it. They designed it to be used. You know, you can use this device for any, almost anything, whatever it's your plan or purpose or in life, amen, you can use it. I'm using it right now, amen, to express, you see, the usage of this iPad is the intention, is, is what, you know, Steve Jobs and the rest of the guys have in their mind that somebody can use it to express whatever they desire or whatever they want to, amen, achieve or create or express in life, amen. But if this thing is just created and it's hanging somewhere, it's, it's in some factory somewhere without being utilized, that will not be, amen, in line with the vision of those who created, amen, this device. But this device, amen, can also be used for all kinds of things, you can you can use it for gaming. You can use it for publishing. You can use it for coding. You can use it for all kinds of things. So my point is, you see, vision. Can, excuse me, purpose can be used for all kinds of things. If vision does not define the essence, the meaning, amen, the objective, amen, of a thing, that thing becomes abuse, becomes abusive. Hallelujah. Are you getting this point? Your life, amen, at the cost of development and growing and, and, and reaching towards the ultimate end, amen, of, of the vision will go through all kinds of places, will meet all kinds of, you know, people, will acquire all kinds of resources. You know, I was telling, you know, somebody, I said, you know, I want one of the best laptops, I want, I want one of the best laptops. In fact, I used to have an, a laptop, uh, uh, um, 
that is a, a, a gaming laptop, a gaming laptop. You know, gaming laptops are very expensive. But this laptop is spoiled now. Now, I didn't buy for game. I bought it for broadcasting. Because the specs in that, lap, in that laptop, amen, is so good that if I use it for broadcast, there's no lagging, you know. There, there, there is no, you know, uh, the, 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 the cameras are one of the best. The quality of sound, because the people that created, that made that, you know, laptop, they made it for gaming. They made it for streaming. You understand? So imagine me using that to broadcast. My broadcast is excellent. So when I do things, and that's what I tell people, anything that I do, anything that I desire, I'm longing for, I, I like, is because, amen, of my calling, is because of my assignment, all right? If I want a car, I don't want a car that is just luxurious. I want a car that can serve purpose, that will bring me, that will take me. So you may look at the car and say, wow, what a car, and, and call it whatever, all right? Uh, that's you in my in my mind the reason why I, I want that the reason why I you see I'm, I'm using one of the best microphone right now in the market and I've shared this you know uh, you know some time ago this is Rhodes this is Rhodes microphone all right the new the new one of this I think it's about you know 5,000 if I'm not mistaken 5,000 rand Alright, of course I was able to get it less than that. But guess what? I've used all kinds of microphone. I said to myself, I no longer that's why I can assure you that my sound is one of the best sound. Yes. Why? Because I know what I want to be able to achieve. Now, this microphone is an in-roots, is a pathway of fulfilling. You can look at it and admire it and say, Wow, what a nice microphone, all of that. Yeah, that's you. But to me, it's serving purpose. It's serving purpose. It's leading me somewhere. It's allowing people to be able to hear me and enjoy what they like. You say, Ah, your sound is your sound is good. Sometimes when I'm speaking, people say, Wow, how come you have such a clap? Well, because I, I, I invested, amen, in a very good, yes, microphone. And this is what I'm saying. That the fact that you have a very good talent, the fact that you have a very good gifting, amen, you are you are one of the best pianists, all right? You can play very well. You are a good coder, all right? Uh, you, you, you know how to, how, to, how to deal with issues that are very complex. You understand? That is who you are. That's your gift. You've developed this thing. That is not the end result. Your, your, you being the best is not what is the objective amen, about excuse me, what is the objective of your skill what are you trying to produce what are you trying to achieve if that thing is not aligning with God's divine original intention for your life which amen is not is not received by cleverness of mind which is not received amen by anything earthly and that's why we need to understand that vision earlier is an heavenly calling for an earthly assignment no human being can give you vision. Your pastor cannot give you vision. Although we live in a day where pastors have given people all kinds of things that they call it vision, they call it purpose. But the truth, the reality is, no man can give you vision and therefore no man can give you purpose because vision defines your purpose in life. But people, amen, can, 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 can if you will, motivate you they can entice you into all kinds of things. How many things have you run into? And you even spend money. You invest into that thing. Because you thought this thing, amen, is going to help you. It's going to do X, Y, Z. And at the end of the day, you brought forth wind. That thing never produced. That thing never 
came out the way you expected it. Yes, because in most cases, maybe that thing, amen, may sound good, may look good, but it's not part of, amen, God's plan and intention for your life. And most times we make that mistake. And you know the reason why we make such mistake because we are very insecure. One of the things that vision does is it gives you security. Okay, like I said, I'm just basically giving you an introduction. Let me begin to round up with this. Uh, quickly, let's go back to this. Oh, sorry. No, okay. We're going, we're going to this. Eight processes of vision that prepares you for its fulfillment. And I want you to read that scripture in Luke, uh, 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 Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. Jesus, amen, yes, was born. They said a king is born today in Bethlehem. But the next time they will speak on the same uh, uh, scripture, they said the child lays in a manger wrapped in a swaddling, swaddling cloth. Is a king but still a child. Yes. Remember that Jesus is the very definition of God's dream, of God's purpose, of God's vision for, amen, the redemption of creation. Jesus is the dream of God, is the vision of God, amen, for the redemption of creation. And then within the context of that vision, we see purpose, hallelujah, in manifestation. We see purpose in expression. I hope you get, amen, the way the Lord is speaking to us. And so without, without, without amen, a clear, definite understanding of vision, you can't really define purpose. Because purpose is not vision and vision is not purpose. But vision, purpose and focus, amen, all work together. I hope so far, amen, the things that we're saying is clear. So quickly, let's look at these eight points. And then I'll be done for today. Like I said, this is just an introduction. And I hope that this is a good int introduction for you. All right? Or to you. Eight processes of vision. Not purpose. In fact, you're going to be seeing right now. Eight uh, processes of vision that prepares you for its fulfillment. All right? Yes. So vision is the seed. Is the seed. Is the seed. And within that seed, there is an harvest. Every seed, hallelujah, carries a fruit. Within the seed, the potential of the fruit is there. Amen. But the seed is not the fruit. Oh, Jesus, help me here. You can't eat a seed amen, and be satisfied. But you can eat, hallelujah, what the seed produces as fruit. I hope this will sink into your mind, into your spirit. You need to be able to identify the various stages of your life towards the fulfillment of God's intention for you or the various stages of your calling or ministry. Guess what? Even of your relationship, it's the same process. What I'm sharing right now, amen, works across all dimensions of life. You can, you can relate it, amen, yes, to a relationship, a man and a woman coming together to say, let's get married. You've got to know what that vision is. Everything that God does, amen, a tag with a vision. God doesn't do anything without a set objective in mind. When God brings a man and a woman together, it's because there is something, amen, he wants to fulfill. He wants to carry out through their life. He wants their life, amen, to manifest. 
that is divine that will impact the earth. Vision by design, amen, will impact the earth. Now, while I'm on this, let me quickly say this. Uh, where is it? In fact, I have not touched any of the scriptures that I have in mind. Please uh, uh, just pardon me. Oh, Jesus. Now here, I'm just trying to help us to understand some various things. I say gifts and talent, amen, are often inherent. Remember, gift and talent are not your vision. <laughs> All right? I'm sure by now you know that a gift or a talent is not your vision. They are a means. They are a tool, amen, to fulfilling or to achieving a vision. So, yes, you're very good in something. You are exceptional good is because God wants the best. You see, it took the best of God in Esther to be presented to the king. If the best is not presented to the king, he wouldn't accept, amen, her in marriage. Let me repeat this again. We have this idea in the church that because, amen, it's God, anything should be offered, should be given. <laughs> But when it comes to the world, we want to give our best. Because we know that the kings of the world will not take anything mediocre. The, the, the people of the world wants the best. That's why you, you, you put in your best before you go for that interview. You, you know you get the best quality, qualification, education, whatever it is, skill, yes. Every day you're learning so that you can go and sit on, you know, behind one desk. And still at the end of the day, you are unhappy. And when it comes to the things of God, we want to present him anything. Have you noticed in the scripture that God may take anything, but he doesn't use anything. God may take anything, but he doesn't use anything. He takes anything and he prepares that anything to become the best. Before he send that thing out. Tell me that person that God used in the scripture and God used them the way he picked them. Mediocres, dirty, unclean, unwise, unknowledgeable. No. God does not call, you know, the nobles, the mighty. He calls the non-entities, but the non-entities, he prepares them, hallelujah, to become the best. David said to, you know, to, you know, to, to, to the daughter of, of Saul that he married, he said, you don't understand. I was nothing when God called me. I had nothing. I was nothing. But God saw me in my nothingness. He chose me. He made me. He prepared me. And he made me a king. This is the reason why I'm dancing like this. The way I'm dancing. You think, oh, this guy's a king. He's losing his dignity. <coughs> Excuse me. He's losing his dignity. Look at how he's dancing before everybody. They're making jest of him. No, David. The David is not dancing for people to look at him. He's dancing before his God. And this is where many men of God, many people today, get to certain position. They get to certain height. They get to certain level. They've arrived. Suddenly, they become a demigod. They can't bow to God again. But people must bow to them. Ah, God help us. Gift and talent are often inherent. So there are certain things that are in you, right? certain capacity, competence that are in you. Some of these things, you are born with them. Yeah, he said, this guy is, this, 
Nobody taught this guy to play this thing. The reason why they place that thing there is because they need that thing someday. One day, maybe five years, ten years, or even twenty years down the line. Amen. For that thing to speak. The Bible says the gift of a man will speak on his behalf. When a man is good in something, amen. He will, not be, he will not sit among mere men, but among kings and priests. The reason why you sit among kings and priests is not to prove that you've arrived. No, it's to be able to speak the counsel of God among kings and priests. A vision will create a passage where purpose will give you access to speak. Some people, they have the capacity to speak their orators. The reason for that is when they get, amen, to the point and place where they need to speak on behalf of those who cannot speak, on behalf of the masses, amen. Yes, certain people will listen and say, who is this guy who speaks like this? Some of us cannot speak, but we can preach. <laughs> Some people are born orators. They know how to use words. They understand the, 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 the ways of words. They can mesmerize you. Obama is one of them. He's good with words. But his agenda was contrary. You see, so it's not enough to have a gift. What drives that gift? The, the agenda, the, the philosophy, the principle that drives that gift, that grace you have. You can have money, but if you don't know why they gave you money, you understand? Money makes you to become a demigod. You don't know that they gave you money so that you can advance the counsels of God. Now you have money. You start buying. You buy this car today. You buy that car tomorrow. You buy this jet. You see what's going on all over the world? The gift and the talent of God and the thing God gives to you become your very barrier ground. So it is important. I've said this, all of this, in the context of this uh, a point that I'm Showing before you. I'm not sure if you can see this clearly. Alright. You see in the center is the vision. Then the number one thing. Amen. The vision must produce. These are. These are if you will. These are default character or nature. Amen. Of a vision. If you want to know if truly you understand vision. These things. Alright. And all of this in the spirit of the Lord. Download them in my spirit. I'm just so grateful to God. The first thing is vision must be clear. True vision must bring clarity. Paul said, I was not, amen, I was not disobedient to the heavenly. You see, vision by design is heavenly. I told you, vision is not earthly. It's not a job that you get. <laughs> it's not a job that you are paid for. Oh yeah, vision can, can bring you to the place where you have enough of resource. Alright? But, you know, the purpose of a vision is not just to give you money. But vision, amen, is self-sustaining. So certain things has to be clear. Vision has to be clear to you. What is the vision? Sometimes there are two people that are saying almost the same thing. Three people say almost saying the same thing. But guess what? If you start scrutinizing, amen, the values, the philosophy behind, amen, what they are saying, you will see the difference. Because vision are like a DNA. No human, amen, fingerprint are the same. No two people are the same. They may talk alike. Not even, you know, twins. As close as they may be, amen. 
there are differences. There are clarity. And you have to know it. And that's why no two churches are the same. You understand? Every church is assigned with a unique purpose. With a unique ma mission, mandate. The church in Ephesus is not the church, amen, in Tytara. It's not the church, hallelujah, in, in Philadelphia. You have to know, amen, what you have been assigned for. It has to be clear to you. If you ask me, Isaiah, what is your vision? I will, show, I will tell you. In fact, I've got something that I wanted to, you know, share with some of our brethren. All right? This is, if you will, the five core function of our ministry as Potter's Gate. Online broadcast. Amen. And this is not something I just developed yesterday. I've been carrying this thing in my spirit for the past 20, you know, 20 years plus. And it has not changed. Whatever we preach, whatever we do, whatever we say, amen, all, amen, flows around this, around this, you know, uh, pillars. Number one is to inform. Number two is to advance. Number three, amen, is to reform. Number four, amen, is to transform. And of course, the fifth one, amen, is to restore. And of course, you can read what we want to inform, what we want to advance, all of that. Everything is kingdom-oriented. There's no flesh here. There is no man here. All right? So I'm going to quickly go back to this one. Vision has to be clear. That's the first one. The clarity of vision then gives purpose. It defines purpose. All right? I'm sure you can't see it properly because of the color. All right? But then purpose then all right, creates what you call a direction. Your vision must be clear. The clarity must define your purpose, objective, ob objective, yes. Uh -huh. That objective then sets in place a direction, a pathway, a passage. Yes. Some of you, your vision will lead you towards the root of America. Some of you, the vision, amen, will lead you towards the root of Somalia. Alright? They are all the same. That you are in America, hallelujah, or you are, you are in Kuwait, or you are in uh, Mogadishu, or you are in Zambia, or you are in, in uh, Zimbabwe, or you are here in South Africa, amen, makes no difference. Because the vision selects your roots. As long as you are rooted in Christ, your root will always lead you to the place of his good pleasure. Ha, oh, hallelujah. It's important, amen, that as we talk about this, people are planning to enter new year. You know, some people could be coming with all kinds of uh, new year resolution. And this is what I want to do. No, this will prepare you not just for the new year, but for the seasons ahead of you. To prepare you for the seasons ahead. Hallelujah. If you are a human being and these things are not clear to you, well, weep no more. This should bring you some sense of clarity and direction. You can redefine, you can redesign, you can reset your life by looking at this thing. And I will tell you, all right, as we continue, I will tell you how you can find God's, God's dream and vision for your life. We can locate it. 
Because God, listen to this, God is not playing hide and seek with us. It's not like trying to hide the thing so you don't know and then you're all over the place. No, 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 no. No, he wants you to know it because, amen, he, he himself, hallelujah, says, build according to the vision, amen, that I showed you. Build according to the blueprint I gave to you while you were on the mountain. You see, if you are not on the mountain, you're always in the valley, you will never be able to locate vision. Because God doesn't speak to people in the valley. When he wants to, amen, speak to you about issues that, that defines your destiny, amen, it puts you in a place called a mountain. Sometimes mountains are not palatable. They are the most difficult, they are the most challenging seasons of your life. So it's important that we get it clear, all right? Because when you say mountain now, uh, mountain now, uh, hallelujah, I'm just floating. Sometimes, amen, mountain can be your prison. They come to you in the prison and lock you up with the vision of God. Hallelujah. Shakataya boya. So, vision brings clarity. Clarity brings purpose. Purpose brings direction. Have you noticed? We always talk about purpose, purpose. But purpose is just a strand. But a powerful strand, like I said, amen. Vision, purpose, and focus are the threefold cord that cannot be broken. And we have not even dealt with that today. Alright? But, I, I, like I said, this is just basically to whet your appetite, to help you to see what we want to look at. We want to achieve something, hallelujah, that God has inherently given to us so that we can finish the course of his kingdom. So when we pray, may your kingdom come. Our prayer, amen, has got a sense of purpose and direction. We're not praying prayers, amen, that, you know, that, that is motivated by fear or anxiety. No, our prayer should be pushing us to the place where we can fulfill God's intention. We're coming to a place called Zion. The most, the most, the most grand of, the, of, of all the mountains. A place of perfected beauty. So, vision produces clarity, number one. Number two, it gives us a sense of purpose. Purpose gives us a sense of direction. Direction now leads us to the place of skill. We begin to build skill. You see, a lot of people, they have, they, they know, ah, God show me something. God show you something, what you're going to be. Suddenly you run out. You want to start fulfilling that thing. But you have not built the skill and the right relationship. You're going to fail. Or you're doing that thing and you're struggling. Because you've not built skill. Look at Jesus grew up, he built skill. Paul grew up, he, he built skill. Joseph, who? Uh, 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 um, Noah, I was checking Noah yesterday. Noah is another powerful instrument who understood God's vision. Hallelujah. And the Lord said, build. Excuse me. Why would God ask Noah to build an ark if he does not have the skill and the capacity and the competence to build an ark? Or else God would have asked somebody else to build an ark and say, you go move into that thing that somebody else has built. No. Are you, are you getting something? Noah was an engineer. He built amen, the ark that is still a wonder till today in the 21st century. And this is not just some small thing. That thing is a three-story building. Three-story building of an ark Noah built. Ah, come on. We're talking about a God who, 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 who believes in competence because competence is what drives vision. Skill. There are all kinds of skill we need. Skill of talking to people. Some people don't know how to talk. 
skill of relationship. You know how to relate. Certain things that should not die, die prematurely because you lack the skill. The Lord spoke to me yesterday. As you grow in life and in the things of my spirit, wisdom must become your companion. Not just knowledge. Wisdom must become your companion. I said, yes, sir. It's like he was reminding me again. I knew this thing, but he was reminding me again. Wisdom must become your companion. That is powerful. There are a lot of crises you can avert just because you apply wisdom. There are a lot of battles, amen, you can stop without raising a hand, without shooting a bow, just because you apply wisdom. There are a lot of resources you will save, hallelujah, just by applying wisdom. And that's why I did a whole material on the book of Proverbs. You talk about developing, getting to know the purpose of God. You need to go and look for that material. Looking at, amen, how you can live life successfully without wasting time and resource. Alright, are you getting it? Skill. And relationship. You build skill, you also build relationship. Because, listen, you don't just need personal skill, you also need people to help you to achieve. Hey, I was watching um, 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 a clip yesterday. This guy was interviewing Elon, Elon, Elon Musk. And he said, so, how did you get to build this, you know, spaceships and all this thing? Did you, did you have a qualification in uh, uh, aeronautic engineering? And Elon Musk said, no, I don't. So, so how did you build these things? He said, because I read, I search, I make research, I'm, I do a lot of reading, I, I make a lot of, you know, studying. And of course, he said, I, I have the best, the best engineers around me. I said, this guy is dangerous. This guy is dangerous. What a kingdom principle he was talking about. He built something. You will have thought, amen, this guy studied, you know, aeronautic engineer. He knows something about space and all of that. Listen, he said, no, I didn't go to school to learn these things. That's why I wish I want you to I want you to look at my face while I'm sharing this thing. Thank you, Jesus. That is why, amen. You need to surround yourself, amen, with people who can challenge you. Don't surround yourself with people who only tell you what you want to hear. You, you must believe it. If, if you have a vision, you have a dream, there's something God has ordained for your life. He sent you to a place, to a person like Isaiah Philip, because he knows, amen, that I'm the only one, amen. Maybe I'm not the only one, but he knows that I'm the one that will be able to, amen, look beyond, you know, whatever you think you are, whatever you think you have, amen, and reach deep down into that thing that God wants, amen, out and say, hey, you can do it. And shout at you and scream at you, amen. Yeah, you see, I don't call myself a coach, but I'm a coach to many people because I want to get the best out of you. 
That's what the that's what the Spirit of God does in our life, Amen. He, he, you know, in His own gentle, comfortable way, He's taking you through the fire because He knows you need the refining fire. The Holy Spirit is gentle, but He will not make you shun the fire. No, He will take you through the fire because you need that purifying. Some of these words, many of the words that I'm preaching to you earlier, are purifying fire to purify you. Many of those words are to help you to see yourself. What am I doing? I'm helping. You, hallelujah, to clear your mind so you can see the vision of God, so you can see who you are. Not too many people like somebody like me. You see, a lot of people they go to, yes, a place of the crowd. Why? Because they hide in the crowd, nobody sees them. But they say, Oh, how was church? The church was nice. The man of God doesn't even know you, and yet you pay your offering, you pay your tithe there, but you are not being resourced, you are not being built up, you are not being empowered. You are not being trained. I disciple you. I try to help you to see, to understand God's intention for your life. I tell you, don't just read, you know, spiritual books. Read books, amen, that, that deals with almost every area of your life. I was sharing one of our sister yesterday. Was telling me how she's reading, amen, uh, 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 Rich Daddy, Poor Daddy. I said, that's a good book. Read every book. Read Capitalist Nigger. Read every book you can read. Don't just surround yourself with oh, a spiritual book. No, every book has something to add to you, to grow up. To Listen, listen to this. Thank you, Lord. The Lord just dropped this in my spirit. When, when Paul was given a vision, hmm? and that's one of the scriptures we're going to be looking at. He said, when I received this vision, he said, I contend not with flesh and blood. I didn't go to sample it and say, hey, this is what the Lord showed me. You know, this is what the Lord told me. Uh, Brother Peter, what do you think about it? Uh, Brother John, what do you think about it? He said, when the Lord gave me this vision, he said, I contend not with flesh and blood. I went straight to Arabia. I said, God, this guy went to Arabia. What is he going to do in Arabia? Because that is the place he needed, hallelujah, to be, to train, to build, to energize, to empower. He didn't go and learn Islam in there. He didn't go and learn Arabic there. No. He went, he secluded himself from anything that can contaminate what God, hallelujah. It's like he was shut away, was locked away, amen, in a different strange land. But that was where, amen, he began to have a clearer and a better understanding. Sometimes God's vision for your life will take you, amen, from your comfort zone, from among religious people. Yes, they will. Uh, now you know why you're connected to Isaiah Phillips. Yeah. Because we're not into all those religious nonsense. So take you out of that place. And then they, we sit you down and begin to school you about issues of life. About issues of finance. About issues of economy. About issues of politics. About issues, hallelujah, of geography and missions and all of these things that we don't even look at and talk about. And at the end of the day, God just wants to prepare you. I don't know what it's going to take to prepare whatever in my vision and, and, and grace God has given to your life. But one thing I know is God will take you to a place among certain people that will streamline you, that will chisel you, that will file you. Amen. Remove all the rough edges morning by morning he will awake your ears to listen like one that is being discipled, that is being taught. Hallelujah. You don't waste yourself, your life sitting in a church that is not building you, that is not equipping you, that is not training you. 
that is not making demand on you. And yet, we spend so much money trying to acquire knowledge, information, and we give to things that is not enhancing our movement towards the place of God's divine intention for our life. And some of us, we struggle to even bless somebody that is empowering us. We're still, we're still scratching our head. Should I bless this man? Well, you can see for yourself. You can judge for yourself. You understand? Freely have we received, freely give. Truth will set you free. They will send you to the house of the blacksmith, to the house of the goldsmith, to the house of the silversmith, amen, to bring the best out of you. Oh, that's not the time to run away. If you jump out of the fire, they will send you back there because you need the fire to bring out the quality of what is needed to fulfill God's purpose and plan for your life. Hallelujah. Come on. I need to finish. Are you, are you following? Are you still with me? Yes. Skill and relationship. That's number, 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 number four. Skill and relationship then prepares you for resource. It prepares you for all kinds of resources. Now you start gathering resources. Because the skill and relationship will now begin to connect you to all kinds of, you know, maybe books, maybe material, maybe money, or whatever it is. All of that is preparing you. They're preparing you. And then, after number five, there is a strange one. <laughs> There's a strange one. Number six is very strange. It's called, amen, the awaiting season. At this period in time, it's like everything goes quiet. All of these things that you have learned, now they say, now begin to internalize these things. It's like suddenly everything goes quiet. No, but this is the time where right, they now begin to build character in you. How many people you have seen with great vision, with great sense of purpose, with great talent, with great giftings, but their character is zero. That's why people say to us, well, I like your God, but I don't like your church. I like Jesus, but I don't like that. I don't like what you guys are doing there. Yeah, because there's something about us that is just messy. It's just dysfunctional. And how do you how does a dysfunctional person be armed with a gift? You know, because the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. And gift is not something you do to earn it. You don't earn it. Like I said, it's an inherent thing. We are all born with an assignment. We can't we came into this world with an assignment. But guess what? Until you are redeemed, that assignment does not awake. That's why the one of the pathways to discovering your purpose is by giving your heart to the life, to the Lord. Not just by going to church. It's good to go to church. When you go to church, you get informed. Yes? You get, you get, you get knowledge. Yes. And you get, you know, you, you, you enjoy fellowship. But all of that you can do without actually having a true, intimate, amen, one-to-one -one connection with God. Because, I mean, I lived in that dimension and I know a lot of people live in that dimension. <coughs> you see, when you have a relationship with God, then you have the, 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 the real understanding why, amen, you want to connect with brethren. Because you know that every time you meet with them, they will deposit something in you. 
and you would deposit something in them. So church is not an extension of a club. It's not a place where you just go, hallelujah, to see your old friend. Oh, well, we've not seen for a week. We'll meet in church on Sunday. <laughs> see, we have to redefine why the ecclesia exists. When we come together, hallelujah, they say one should come with, another should come with. It's not a place where we get to be summonized, where one man takes over the show. No, it's a place of mutual contribution to the advancement of the course of the kingdom. In this season, we have to redefine what the church is. And church now lives outside the building. We may come together at the building to celebrate our great achievement on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Saturday. You understand? So we have to look back to the divine blueprint and redefine what we're doing so that we can correct ourselves. Or else we'll continue to do the same old thing, we'll get the same old result. <coughs> Hallelujah. We get the same old result. Alright? I don't care who likes your gift in the church. I don't care if you're the best singer. You can sing like Nightingale. Guess what? If your singing is not advancing the purpose of God, the intentions of God, for the community, for, for amen, the greater purposes of God, guess what? That's not the place you should be. Don't let, amen, yes, what men call ministry give you false purpose. I've seen that. Pseudo pastors can give people false purpose. Oh, you are good in this thing. I continue to do that. No, they gave you that position to pin you down so you can continue to pay your tithe and your offering and whatever you do. And maybe you have somebody very important in society, all right? They give you the position to pin you down. And you too, because you know, because you you suffering insecurity, the, the position now makes you. You know, I remember when I was in Nigeria. You know, you, you find these guys who are in the corporate world. They know nothing about spiritual life. They know they, they, they but they know how to make money. They know how to suddenly certain group of churches now begin to set churches to target this group of guys. Now we we give them we give them office. You call them pastor. The guy is, that's a banker, he's he a pastor. The other one is got is this. Yeah. But these are guys who who just live their life like a freelance. They just do their own thing. Sunday morning is just a time, alright? Like an extension of going to the club. But we say we've got you know churches all over the world. But those churches, amen, are no better than you know. A cartoon club are no better than you know a, 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 a circus you know a, a, a mickey mouse you know center they're no better than an entertainment house and at, at, at the best some of them are just spiritisms exercising you know all kinds of god knows what and they have money to maintain those nonsense no wonder people leave the church, they go home, commit suicide, they're tired, they're frustrated, people are depressed. Why? Because there's no life of God in what they're doing. Whatever you're doing that is vision-driven, God's vision-driven, you will find life there. Because God will be there. So, the fourth one is resource. Then we went to the fifth one, which is, uh, 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 excuse me, the fourth one was skill and knowledge. The fifth one was resource. The, the sixth one I said, amen, is 
a season of waiting. This season of waiting then leads us to the point, all right, the seventh one that begins to mature us. Yes, the, 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 the seventh one, amen, is maturity, maturity and character formation. I'm talking about these are the character, the components that defines a vision. The seventh one, amen, is maturity and character formation. And of course, the eighth one is the new day. Remember, eight is the day of new beginning, the day of stepping into, yes. Then you begin to step into the fulfillment of the vision. The eighth one is the point and place where you now begin to fulfill the vision. Friends, I'm done for this morning. Living through divine intent. Living through divine intention. A threefold cord is not easily broken. The scripture says. A threefold cord is not easily broken. And these cords can be described as what? Vision, purpose, and focus. We will continue, hopefully maybe tomorrow that about, we'll look at the definitions of vision and then we'll understand what purpose and what, what does this three mean? What does vision mean? What does purpose mean? And what does focus mean? Focus is a point. Okay, maybe I shouldn't go into that, but focus is the point where you begin to develop, amen. You begin to streamline and develop the discipline to achieve. No one who is called to be a soldier engages in civilian matters. If your vision has not eaten you up, Jesus said, amen. The vision of his father's house, the purpose of his father's house, the intentions of his father's house, amen, drives him. You see, if this thing is not driving you, then it's not vision yet. Maybe it's still growing. Maybe it's still forming up. So you don't have a sense of discipline. Hallelujah. Is this a good teaching, friends? Have you been motivated this morning? Let me say this quickly as I, as I round up. This is not just a material for you to grab and go and teach it and go and preach it somewhere else. This is something for you to internalize. It's good. You can preach if you want to. You can teach if you want to. But please, before you start teaching these things, internalize them. Let them become part and parcel of your life. Let them, amen, take resident. Let them be rooted. So they become the source that defines your journey in life. I thought I should say that. I just felt a leading to say that. So please, by the leading of the Spirit, we will continue on this. And remember, this is to prepare the ground for the year ahead of us. The year of David. Because all of this tie into what David represents. And how David was able to become an instrument that we are looking into today. So once again, thank you everyone. Thank you, uh, uh, Sister Tina, Sister Priscilla. 
sorry, <laughs> I, I can't see uh, at the front properly, but I want to appreciate everybody. Amen. Stan Kumisa, yeah, I think I see Stan Kumisa. Really want to appreciate, yes, everybody that have joined us. Yes, Sister Priscilla, thank you. Satina, yes, yes. Uh, Sister Stacoletta, thank you also for joining. Nice to have you join. Amen. And who else is there? I hope I have touched everybody that have joined. All right. Thank you so very much. I hope you have, amen, been mightily touched and blessed by what we have shared uh, today. This is a word that we will continue to look into. Like I said, today is just basically to give us uh, a, um, a preamble to what we want to consider and look into in the rest of uh, the, the days and the weeks ahead of us. And then we will connect that to it. Our year, amen, of open doors. You see, God cannot be set, telling us open doors, but we don't even have Amen. The capacity to access. We don't have the vision to drive us, to motivate us to enter. So, love you all, guys. I really, really do appreciate. Um, yeah, I, I'm just reading something, Sister Tina posted. Let me just see quickly. All right. Even as Paul physical, uh, even as Paul's physical eyes had to be blind, amen, to lead him to the true vision of yes, to the true vision of his life. Absolutely absolutely profound profound yes Paul's eye had to be blind naturally physically for him to see into the spirit so thank you so very much everyone God bless you I'll see you again hopefully uh, uh, tomorrow or maybe even tonight God bless you bye bye